Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design and money coach and I help people welcome more ease, joy, and abundance into their lives. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so psyched for this episode. Hannah Hermanson is back. You remember Hannah from, well, originally from like two years ago and then most recently, a couple months ago, the episode is called Money, Money, Money. Hannah was one of the amazing participants in my very first money class. And holy moly, did she transform her relationship with money. Her success is astounding. She brought in more than double her salary from her first job. She so much abundance is flowing to this human. She is living her dream life in Mexico. Just, oh, things are so good. So if you haven't listened to the Money, Money, Money episode, I highly recommend that. And here we're talking about Hannah's Zone of Genius, Feminine Funnels, all the sales and marketing stuff. I hired Hannah as my business coach a few months ago, and it's pretty much the best decision I've ever made in my business. She is by far the best business coach I have ever, 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 not just worked with, but experienced. She is such an amazing, perfect match for me. I feel like she and Danielle are my secret weapons in my business. And I am so lucky. I just have the most amazing team. I am so, so, so amazingly grateful for everyone on my team. Anyway, so Hannah and her team help with my marketing, all things mm, upgrading the Find Your Awesome experience. So I'm so excited for this episode. Also, pay attention. She's got an open house coming up. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to learn how to incorporate this style of marketing into your life, in business, sign up for that open house. I highly recommend it. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, you know, we're all, we're all in the sales game because we are all building relationships and that's really what this is about. So I think pretty much anyone could get something out of Hannah's open house. And then I have an open house coming up for the money class. That open house is August 29th. And all the details are in the show notes. The link to join Hannah's open house is also in the show notes. Okay. Now, I usually start these episodes with appreciation. And I've been doing that with sharing testimonials and podcast reviews. I've got something a little different for you this morning. It's inspired by a mushy peach. Mealy peach. I guess that's what we call a mealy peach. So I bit into this peach. All right, wait, let me take you back. So I was thinking this morning, I was like, oh. Yay! I get to have a big bowl of fruit and granola today. And this gets me excited every single day. And I was like, oh, but the peaches, the peach I had yesterday was mealy. It was like kind of like biting into a shag carpet. And uh, I felt disappointment. But then I was like, oh, so peach season is almost over or peach season might be over. And then I thought, oh, it's almost apple season. And being I'm originally a New Englander. And so apple season just lights me up so much. I immediately went into oh, apple season. 
Macintoshes, because those are my favorite kinds of apple. And I thought of this orchard that I used to go to. It's near my hometown. It used to be called Goodale Orchards. Now it's called Russell Orchards. And you walk through the building. Well, first of all, you can walk around the farm and meet all the animals, which is like my favorite thing ever. So I'm already really happy. And then you can go inside and you walk on the like the floors are wood, but there's also, you know, they're dirty because it's a farm and you just smell the fresh pressed cider. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And so my mind just went to this and then I was like, and I love to bike that route, biking by that, like by the orchard, that road is so fun. It's so hilly. It has like the perfect shade. It's twisty and turny. And then you go through the salt marsh and then up this really short, really steep hill. And then you end at the beach. I love it all so much. And it smells amazing. This whole adventure in my head was like filled with the the smell of cider donuts and fresh pressed cider and goats and pigs and cows. And then the salt marsh and then the beach. Oh my goodness. It was such a little joy adventure. And if you listen to my episode about amplifying abundance, I talk about getting an excitement. And this, this just little mind trip all inspired by Amelie Peach took me on such a joy adventure. I know I was smiling as I was just like feeling into all those amazing smells and sensations and my energy felt so good. I wanted to share it with you. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it felt good to you and perhaps it inspires your own little joy adventure. Now let's get right into this episode with Hannah Hermanson. Welcome back, Hannah. I'm back. Feels good. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Welcome to (laughs) Hannah and Kelsey Week, everyone. (laughs) Yay. Okay. So we've got a, a lot of energy around talking about allowing, talking about receiving, talking about the being versus doing the yin yang energy. How, how do we want to start this? I feel like we're starting like a roller coaster. Like we're both standing behind it, like ready to push and like, all right, we know what's in here. Yeah. But which way is it going? Well, maybe we can just like talk it out, like debunk the myths, dig into like, there's a lot of conversation right now in my world, at least about the masculine and feminine energies I think you have even more insight than I do on the sort of like astrology that's happening or the bigger picture, like the bigger context that we're all living in of moving from like the residue of the industrial revolution and working nine to five in cubicles, just like playing the climb the ladder game to now this whole new era of people who are online creators or digital nomads or life coaches or these things that like don't necessarily fit in boxes. And so maybe we can just like maybe give like some context of history. And then I would love to dive into some like defining of masculine and feminine for folks who are starting to see and feel nudges of like the world is changing and asking us to change with it. Yeah, absolutely. The world is changing as we've all felt since 2020. 
And we're moving into the new paradigm according to human design. And that new paradigm starts in 2027. And it's not a sudden, like we flip a switch and we're in the new paradigm. We've been in the current paradigm for like 200 something years at this point. It's the, it's been the industrial revolution. It's been the creation of nations. It's been the creation of things like the United Nations, big organizations, big industrial things, um, big like communities. Like how do we get everyone on the same page to do it together? And, and it's had this hierarchical piece, like, okay, you've made it to this level and then get up to this level and up to this level. And like, it's all about leveling up, which is interesting. I used to hear that phrase a lot in personal development and I'm not hearing it as much right now. It's it's obvious and subtle, these shifts that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, no, now we're here for expansion and upgrades and the new paradigm that's what it's going to be. Things are going to happen faster. We're all, it's going to be about individual responsibility and recognizing that we're all one. And Mm -hmm. one of the big shifts is in human design, the current paradigm, all the arrows point to the left, which is the more it's considered more masculine, more structure, more strategy. And then the new paradigm, they're all going to point to the right which is considered more feminine, more allowing, more receiving, mm. more flow. And mm-hmm. this means some. we all have these four arrows in our individual charts. And I have two that point to the right, two that point to the right. I, I mean, two that point to the left. I can't remember what yours are. I know you are a specific mm-hmm. manifester. So that one points to the left. Um, and I know you have some that point to the right. But we're we're all gonna feel that it's gonna feel different, and so here we are getting ready for like more flow, mm-hmm. less structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I felt and was even called crazy and other names like that six years ago or so when I started doing more of this. Uh, I, I had no idea what I was doing at the time, but it was breaking down a lot of the structures that had been handed to me, like leaving my cubicle job, leaving my small town and going to a completely foreign area to explore yoga and mindfulness and like start a coaching business. And like, you know, all these things that were crazy now, Kelsey, I, I shared a little bit and how different my most recent visit home was. So I now visit maybe once or sometimes twice a year to where I left six years ago, my hometown. And it was striking to me how the conversation is so different because we do see this in day-to-day life that maybe I was a trailblazer or maybe there were some of some of these people who started to like, okay, we can be doing this differently, everyone. Work, life, relationships, where you live even. And the conversations um, in the U.S., (laughs) in my small town, in a place that didn't understand it at all, we're feeling it. We see it in our day-to-day lives. Like you said, 2020 broke down a whole lot of structures for us and helping people realize this nifty thing called Zoom. And maybe we don't need to sit in those old structures anymore. And maybe Hannah, whatever she's been doing on that Zoom thing all these years is like, 
a real thing. <laughs> and so, yeah, there, I think no matter whether you're an entrepreneur or you're like my family who like works in more nine to five type jobs or even a factory, like things are changing and it's not, change is not comfortable. That's the whole point. Like <laughs> you're growing, you're stretching, it's awkward, it's different. And so I think this is such an interesting conversation for wherever people are at. It's yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you just reminded me, I hadn't thought about this for a while, but when I was in college, I went to the career services building. It was like someplace you're supposed to go. That was my nine to five job, girlfriend. Oh, that's like, right. I was a career um, counselor for college students. So I was know everyone like required. Well. Yeah. Were people required to go there? Yes. So you I don't think they were. Or, yeah, choose a department. And then I would give you a spreadsheet with 30 options and you just pick one and there's your future. Yeah. I feel like I went in there. Cause I was like, I feel like I should go in here at some point. I went in there once and they were like, do you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher? I think those were my, or an investment banker. And I was like, no, no, no. And then they were like, oh, okay. Do you want to be a vet? And I was like, I guess so, apparently. <laughs> so I did almost go to vet school and we're not going to talk about what what made me decide that that is absolutely positively not for me. Um, but I, I remember just at that, in that experience, feeling so much the MG round peg square hole. I do not fit here at all. So I went off to study dolphins and do my own thing and then bounced, bounced my way to here. And I want to get towards like back to you talking about your business. How did you, when you first got into coaching, when you first got out of the nine to five, were you already like, there's a different way to do business? Not business, life. So business, marketing, sales were all just like really gross words. Like to me, I went to that same college counselors thing and I was just like, nothing that has to do with business. I ended up studying psychology and like diversity and mindsets. And so I'd never thought about business until it was essential until I left the nine to five and realized, oh, just because you have a passion or an idea doesn't mean you're going to be able to like pay your bills and operate in the society that we have right now. So I knew there was a different way of living and I always credit my naivete to the beginning of everything for me because I didn't know what I didn't know. And that pursuing a dream life would for me mean needing to figure out how to run a business, which includes sales, marketing, leadership, all sorts of things I didn't know. Yeah. And actually doing those things for other people as your business. Now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, cut my teeth on the sidewalk by leveraging relationships and just kind of doing what felt right of like, okay, I want people to come to my yoga class. I want people to come to my workshop. I guess I need to go talk to people about that. It wasn't necessarily masculine or strategic along the way. And of course, now in hindsight, being super clear and obvious, I was learning marketing and I was figuring out the strategy. Um, again, I, I won't say that I knew what I was doing <laughs> along the way though. Yeah. Was anyone at that time telling you you were doing it wrong? 
So the, the life thing, doing life wrong, sure, I got some feedback from loved ones who were worried about my sanity. Uh, you can't just leave your job. You can't just quit. You can't just move. And, you know, I smiled and nodded and kept going. And then when I got to a point where just being in motion, like that was really my strategy at first was like, talk to people, invite them, go to stuff, host classes. Just like, I was just like in a lot of motion. And when that got tiring or I started to see, oh, there's an opportunity to up level because that was the jargon at the time. Then I started working with mentors who absolutely told me I was doing it wrong. And they gave me scripts and strategies and algorithms and ads and all these data things and like do this 10 times a day. And so I got very much into what I now lovingly call bro marketing, which worked like it did work. And I learned a lot from it and it only got me so far again. Right. It's like this constant what you were saying at the beginning, like yin and yang and finding the balance and being, you know, super feminine and flowy and just sitting at home manifesting or talking to people all day. And then thinking about, wait, how can I be strategic? What are the scripts and, and sales? And so I guess those people told me I was doing it wrong for not having scripts and templates. Yeah. yeah I was told I was doing it wrong for not being specific mm. and I'm made to be non-specific, but that one of the things I've learned recently is that doesn't mean that I can't have specifics in my business because I can hire someone like you who specializes in being specific because that's what we're here for to do life together. So I have the non-specific gift. You have the specific gift and together we've got the yin and yang on that front and magic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will say as a specific person, um, and we've talked about this in human design, that being one of the hardest things for me, like, you know, I'm always like, what's the goal, right? And that is still very, very masculine. But the more that I learn about our clients, and I'm able to use tools other than just like, go for the jugular, which is the outdated masculine way to do business, um, the easier some of, you know, having conversations and, you know, thinking about how to create strategies that align with a personality that feel good. Because honestly, I do have a lot of masculine number game in me. Like it worked for five years for me to just like hustle. And now here I am canceling hustle culture. <laughs> yes. And this yeah. is where I want to say, like, I had this thought uh, last week that I was just like, wait, why do we call it masculine and feminine? Because I think for one for me, I don't love those words. And I think about, I, I think a lot of people get turned off and think like male and female and, oh, it just doesn't work for me. So if we think of it as like structure versus flow and we mm -hmm. need both, if you're mm -hmm. all structure, you're mm -hmm. going to explode. And mm -hmm. if you're all flow, you're not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this, I mean, I, 
this is like the perfect segue for me to talk about what I learned in marketing. It's like, take those structures, take that funnel that you kind of learned that I learned along the way, and then pour the femininity all over it, right? It is finding that balance. And this is what I do now is I create feminine funnels that has the masculine strategy, but then pours feminine vibes or invitation, collaboration into the strategy and also frees people up to not be so in the strategy, in the box, but have it working for them. So then you can play and create and ideate and, you know, make visions instead of being stuck in the, the strategy weeds. Or yes. Masculine weeds. Okay. So first of all, as you're describing that, I was like, oh, you make ice cream sandwiches because it's like the structure of the cookie. And then the flow of the ice cream and together you've got perfection. We're on like the dessert page because I think of it like a cake, like a tiered cake. And then you like pour the frosting all over it and like they have, they have to go together. Also delicious. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So for people who are like, what exactly is this feminine funnel? What would it look like in my business? Can you give us a little more of a description? Yes. I just feel so inspired to interject this random piece. And then we're going to get back into the funnel here. Have you read the queen's code? No. Okay. Like, I feel like this is required reading for anyone in a relationship, male, female, same gender, whatever. Um, Because it does such a beautiful job of talking about this masculine and feminine and how each, like us all as humans have both and how you can be like in relationship with your divine feminine and your divine masculine within yourself and within partners. So queen's code. Okay. If you're like, if you're, if you're interested in, if you are curious about this masculine feminine dynamic, um, in relationships. Okay. There's that. And I gleaned a lot from learning about like masculine and feminine energies when I was looking for a different, better, easier way to do marketing. So let's rewind a little bit. A few years ago, when I was still very much in the masculine approach, I was working with about 80 coaches and I had a very clear strategy that worked for me and worked for a lot of people and required people to be both masculine and feminine, do both the strategy and the content creation and be creative and tell stories. And what I realized as an MG was there was that square peg in a round hole phenomenon and that not everyone has both, not everyone can dance, not everyone wants to. And so I saw a really clear need to have more personalized, balanced marketing options for these coaches. And so several years ago, I just asked a few clients, I'm like, hey, if I did this for you, if I built the strategy and poured the content all over it, what would that mean for you? And like, people just don't want to deal with it (laughs) because I would see their like shoulders relax and they would tell me about the books that they would write. And the programs that would, and like all these beautiful impact pieces that these wonderful thought leaders would go back to thinking about instead of how do I market this thing today? How do I hit the numbers? All of that. Okay. So Wait, can pretty- I just say, I felt that you, you do that for me already. And I'm like, even you offering that again, I'm like, yes, please. Right. She already does it. Okay, cool. <laughs> It's the shoulder relax every time. Really, really. Mm -hmm. We're carrying so much of have to. Um, 
And what also what that is also showing me is that we are constricted. We're in what I call our zone of UG. And we all have this. It might not be marketing for you, but let me tell you, once I figured this out, like if it's a zone of UG, like and it constricts you and you start to delegate it and you get back into your zone of genius and that flow space and that creativity space, like even me, right? It's like we just open up and we expand. You can't see me on video, but I can feel it in my body how um, there's a difference between being in your zone of, ugh, I have to do this, play by the rules, do this thing, and zone of genius. Like, this is where I get to play. And I would do this all day for free, right? So done for you marketing was born when I said, I'm going to take your zone of, ugh, because it's my zone of genius. (laughs) And you're going to get back into your zone of genius because you're not doing the marketing. And with anything, there's, you know, iterations and experimentation. Honestly, if we're talking about marketing, it's all a big experiment. (laughs) All of life is, right? Like if we all could treat things more like an experiment, I think we'd be a lot happier. Um, so, So yeah, what we found now and what our secret sauce at Done For You Marketing consists of is the strategic funnel. So if we think about a marketing funnel, at the top are people who like, might be, might know of you, right? Just like general people passing you by. And then the question is, how do we move those people into opportunities to learn more and, you know, end up at the bottom of the funnel of actually coming out as a client? And there's psychology and there's theory and there's things that we know work in marketing. Like the average person needs at least 11 touches like 11 times that they saw your face or heard your name or, you know, listen to your podcast. And 70% of people need to see you in four places. So they need to see you on your own podcast and someone else's podcast, and then you see your website and then maybe see you speak. And we start to build this no like, and trust factor that has people not feeling like they're being forced to work with you but feel like they're getting invited and they're curious and they want more of you. And so we can build marketing assets. Like you might have heard of things like freebies or lead magnets or live events or start to build in those structures. So that's not random. Like, oh, I got this random referral because they heard of me four times or, you know, I manifested this because we kept running into each other at the pool or whatever, right? It's like, what if you could actually trust that there was a strategy in place? And then the feminine piece is how we do that. Gone are the days of what I call scarcity vibes of like, cart is closing, buy this now, right? How many of you know a furniture store that's always going out of business? It's like, how many out of business sales can you have? And we picked up some of that stuff as solopreneurs or as small businesses. Um, But where we're going and what you've said, Kelsey, with this new paradigm is that we need to lead with the feminine, even in marketing. So instead of telling people they have a problem, inviting them in to have an experience with you. Yeah. Are we, are we with me? I could go on about this all day. We're, keep going. It's the penthouse vibes. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. get to have, stay in the penthouse and play in the penthouse and invite people on up. We don't come down and say, oh, honey, you've got this. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if, if there are business owners listening, you might be familiar with like um, Dan Kennedy, who was a genius marketer 50 years ago, who created this idea of problem, agitate, solve. And it was about show people your problem, then agitate all the problems that they have, and then give them a solution, which for most people I work with, it's work with me, sign up for my course, join my program. But, guys, but it's no- not like nagging. Yes. No one wants to see their problems on Instagram. That is not what we are here for. Right. Like even like the body positivity movement and, you know, how this rising consciousness, it's like, if we're continuing to use these outdated masculine inspired by the industrial revolution ideas, then, you know, how are we going to run a factory that no one wants to work in? How are we going to invite people into a program that they feel bad about or they feel convinced to join? So it's about starting to think about how can we showcase your personality, make people know, like, and trust you and your personal brand and start to feel welcome and invited into your offers, you know, starting with small micro agreements, like follow me on YouTube and then, you know, download my podcast and then get on my email list. And these micro agreements, having them built in, allow you to be more creative and share more of yourself along the way. I feel like so much of this has to do with understanding human design, whether it's like conscious or unconscious, but one piece of that is understanding that so many people, all right, let's talk about generators and MGs. We have, you and I are both MGs. We have super juicy energy when we are doing what lights us up. Oh my goodness. I know everyone is like, I want that. They don't care what we're talking about specifically. (laughs) They're just like more of that. How can I get in that? How can I be exposed to that energy? And that's a lot of what you're talking about is like, your energy is juicy. How can we share it with people? That's really what they want. They want to work with you because they want your juicy energy. Yes. And when, when we think, like I told you, I thought marketing was such a bad word. I, I think of it really as copywriting. Like I think everything is copywriting us having this conversation. It's copywriting the way I'm going to tell my husband that I want to order in tonight for dinner. That's going to be copywriting to like persuade him to do that. Um, and what you're saying, it makes me think about like how, how we approach our goals, right? So if we're manifest generators, we think it's like, okay, like everyone's here and I'm juicy and I'm five steps ahead of you. But the people on the outside, it's like, wait, what is like, they, they want more. They want to be able to follow you. Right. And tell me if this, tell me how this aligns with human design, because that is so true like us as individuals, right? MGs are like way ahead. How do we translate kind of with other people, how to get there? You know, generators are like giving way too many details and like writing a textbook on Instagram. And it's like, what are you, you know, we can't quite see it like that. So the other thing from my perspective is that, and I I think this is going to align with human design, but we've never talked about this. So maybe we'll throw this out. I see at least three different types of audience members and I call them the shoppers. These are the people who are like, I'm here, I'm ready, I want it, I got it. And then we have the people on the treadmill and they're more like, okay, like I'm coming, I'm running, I'm going quick, like I'm on this thing, but I have some questions. Let me just like work this out with you. 
And then we have people on the sidewalk who like go back and forth, like window shopping, looking at your thing. Like, I don't know, mm, not today. And I've noticed that our clients who are generators have been on the sidewalk. They've been on my email list for a long time. They, they know everything about me. And then one day some message lands and they're like, today's the day. And um, manifest generator or manifestors are more of the people like on the treadmill. Like they're like coming at me and they'd be like, got a lot of questions, but like, uh, there's just that kind of energy. And then MGs are the ones that are like, oh, I'm in the store. My credit card is out. Like, I know what I want. It, is this? This is, yes. I mean, as an <laughs> MG, yeah, that's definitely what, that's how I hired you. I'm like, no, Hannah, I'm ready right now. <laughs> I don't need to email you. Can we just, yeah. <laughs> yeah can I, how do I, I pay just, you? Like, just play with me. There's a couple <laughs> of little dance steps I'm going to make you do here. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I absolutely see that with the manifestors are the ones who tend to like, they come in and then they back up. And then they come in and they're like, oh, but not yet. Come in. Not quite. And maybe never, but maybe, maybe tomorrow. And then, yeah, generators, I know all the things. Now take me through the dance steps and we'll do this properly. And then I'm going to throw a curveball in there too, though. There's, depending on our splits, like if you're a S- split or triple split or quad split quad split super rare because that can only happen if somebody has all nine centers to find but someone who's triple split is gonna take a long time to make a decision because every one of their teams has to get on board so like their intuition could say yes and then their emotional authority says yes but their head has to get on board and their head has to like ask all these questions so you could have an mg with triple split who could show up like that generator on the sidewalk yeah and i hear a lot of people say like so sell how you want to be sold to and that's fine. Like, I think there's some compassion. I think that comes from a place of like empathy yet. I am, I am like, what's the word trigger, like trigger happy when it comes to investing in myself, not everyone is. So back in the day when I was doing it in the masculine way and I was following the scripts, it was that like, you have to make your decision today. Like, how can I help you make this decision? Like, is it a yes or a no? Like today is the day or this program, you know, like that scarcity cart is closing kind of energy. And now that I've learned so much more about personality types and like leaned back into the psychology brain of mine, it's like, that is repellent to a lot of people and they need their 24 hours. Like I have now learned with my emotional authority, like I'm not deciding on the phone today. Like I now use my emotional authority and wait 24 hours. Like, it's just so amazing how if we can be strategic and having options for people, we can meet them where they're at. And for me, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, getting more humans enrolled in coaching programs, which I'm passionate about. (laughs) Yeah. And you just touched on something that I'm super passionate about, which is having people listen to their authority in making a big investment. So I will only work with clients if they say yes. I'm like, okay, was that from your, like, I know their chart. I'm like, was that from like, first of all, if you have emotional authority, no, you cannot say yes on the phone. Even if your emotional authority has been working on it because you've been thinking about it, you know, 
you can't get back to me until tomorrow. If you have sacral authority, is that a sacral yes? Because if it is not a holy hell yes from your sacral, no. Sorry. I know you want to pay me, but we can't do this right now. And as as a coach too, when I first started my business, I would take it super personally if someone didn't want to work with me. Now I know it's the universe guiding them. That's what I was going to say. This whole, like, is it a yes or a no? Like, this is what the universe wants. It doesn't want us to force it and say, this is how it has to be. The universe wants us to use our own inner guidance. And as someone who's, you know, selling or enrolling, that is absolutely something to take into consideration with your quote unquote strategy. Yeah. And all of this, I can relate to all of this. And we we're in it, Kelsey, like, not that we're like, we, this is just what we do. I do marketing and you do human design all day and bringing these two together is magical. And I think most of our listeners can like see themselves in this. I also had a conversation with my best friend in the whole wide world. She's normal. By that, I mean, she's not a coach. She's not a marketer. She's just like a normal person working her job, living her life. And she wanted to hire a health coach. And I didn't even know she was like looking for a health coach or anything like that. I happen to know a few, but it's fine. She's doing her thing. (laughs) You know, it's kind of that like, why doesn't my brother ask me for advice? Like, you know, my best friend, anyway, doesn't ask me for advice on coaching, but she's doing that. And she has a conversation with a health coach and she calls me right after. And she was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I feel so bad. This woman is like, you have to decide today. Like she booked a call with me for tomorrow. And Hannah, like, she's not the right fit for me. Like just our half hour call. I just was like, oh, like you're not my vibe. And she, and I, and she's like, everything about the program is great. Like I really wanted to want it, but she's not my person. And she's making me do this call tomorrow. Like, what do I do? Do you think I should do it? I was like, I was like, first of all, you're not doing the program. She's like, okay. And then I know her chart. So I was like, trust your gut. She's like, oh yeah, I just needed that reminder because we get out of that. Right. When we think someone's an authority or like whatever, like weird thing, whatever weird dynamics can happen in that sort of sales conversation. And then my friend and I just had such a great conversation about how she felt as a normal person talking to someone like us. And it's true. Like real people just want to feel seen, supported and not forced, right? Back to the feminine, like being in our flow, trusting our intuition, trusting our gut. And we need to recognize that in sales and marketing. And that whole like idea of sales when it comes to coaching you got it you got to get your person to is it a, you get them don't get them off the phone until they give you a yes is who made that rule and the whole section in the library about this kind of stuff yeah. yeah so it's not it's not serving anyone and i think it makes people feel like oh i just showed up to into this industry that i knew nothing about like why is this i'm making this like massive decision about my life i'm investing in like in some cases it's like a tuition cost mm-hmm. and you want me to make this decision right the second what yeah yeah it's just outdated right and i think it did work for a while because of the corporate old way of doing things. And when I say corporate, I'm not saying it's bad if you worked in corporate. I'm just saying what Kelsey said at the beginning of this call, that's like we built these systems and structures that 
helped you get ahead, live the American dream, climb the corporate ladder, compete with other people, become the like one known person or, you know, now everyone is famous. <laughs> like it is just not the same structure. And so trying to muscle your way into being the expert or muscle your way into being in some like power position of sales or coaching, like it's just outdated and we just need to like allow space for the new to come in. It's not like we both did it probably. I definitely did that. Like, you know, masculine approach to sales and it's changing. Yeah. It's changing. And, and the other thing you mentioned is the authority that like the ladder, the corporate ladder, the hierarchy, the runging, it's not, it's not working. It feels like when I hear somebody talking about that, um, it, it makes me giggle actually. Cause I'm like, that's not real. There's not actually like everyone is climbing their own mountain. Someone can't be ahead of you. And that is the divine. This is what you always say. Like we are all puzzle pieces in this. If we try to collect more puzzle pieces than our ours, or we try to grow ours, like inflate it too big, like that impacts the things around us. Right. Here's that like woo woo piece of, when we really live in our zone of genius and we trust that who is for us is for us and who is not for us is for someone else, then we live in greater harmony and the puzzle pieces fit together, right? Why are we forcing these people to like join our thing if they're meant for someone else? Like, and in today's day and age, there is a coach for everyone. <laughs> there is. Why, people. Yeah. why would you settle for anything less than like, having a client that you have this amazing absolute electric relationship with that you're just like giddy you're like skipping off to get on your zoom call with your client like this can be life I happen to have clients like this and I freaking love it and that's all I have right now is clients that I'm like oh I get to talk to this person today and I'm no longer available for something that's less than absolute awesomeness and that is amazing. And I know exactly why people aren't you, aren't skipping to Zoom calls. And that's fear and scarcity. So when we welcome people into our world because they're going to pay us or because we want it for the money or because we're afraid that another client's not going to come or because this month is going to be whatever, like when we forget the bigger picture and we haven't taken the money class, and know how it actually works, we start to focus on dollar bills coming in the door and what this means for money instead of all the other energies that sales is actually about. Yes. What are those energies that sales is actually about? Connection, integrity, finding your people, right? It's like, and this is why the inner guidance and those authority checks that you, we've talked about of knowing, like, how do you make decisions? Because we're meant to be with some people and we're not meant to be with others. And so what happens when we connect up with the right people is that we get to amplify and we really do support each other in a way that you're living in your zone of genius by doing these shows and playing with Zoomy and thinking of ideas while you're swimming and I'm in my zone of genius because I'm taking all of that and I'm putting it into like a beautiful email because I love telling stories and I love putting that into that form. And I would do that all day for free. Right. So it's like 
finding the right energy so that we can amplify each other. And if we force it, even sales, it's not great because sales is service. And we, I, we can do a whole other show on that. How about, okay. <laughs> um, and it depends on lifting each other up integrity and finding the right fits. Yes. And then sales is also abundance, right? Because we can have that scarcity mindset of like, oh, like you just said, there's a coach for everyone these days. So like, oh my God, there's so many coaches. They're going to take all the clients. Like there's not enough for me. No, there's lifting each other up. This is a good concrete example. Like there's so many coaches. So now, because I used to teach coaches how to do this. Now there's so many other people that can do that. So now I get to work with the folks who are at this other level of business, right? And they'll be here for a year or two. And then they might be ready to go like hire some, like hire their team in a bigger way, right? It's like, we're all just holding each other's hand to the next level. And so if there's other people doing what you do, then they have their people, you have your people and you'll keep evolving. And this is actually gets to my personal definition of competition, which is striving together. It's like racing together. And that person, you know, someone passes you and you're like, okay, I'm going to catch up to them. And then you pass them and then they pass you and you guys keep going back and forth so that you cross the finish line, both going faster than you thought ever possible. And then your best friends and live happily ever after, which is a real, real life story for me almost in every single race. And that's how I do life and business too. Oh my God. Are we going to jump off this cliff together? Yes. Rising together and that expansion, right? The universe is expanding faster and faster every day because of how we're supporting each other and like nudging and like, we don't ever stay in one place. And this is back to feminine energy around collaborations and creating communities and not cutting each other down, but lifting each other up. And again, this is what the universe wants for us. Yeah. And (laughs) receiving the gifts from other people, receiving like, oh, this person has this gift. I don't have that. They can help me so much. I can help them so much because I have this gift. So I see the world differently. The things that are super easy for me are not so easy for them and vice versa. So we get to connect our puzzle pieces and rise together. Abundance. That's it. (laughs) That is it. That's the key to abundance. That's the key to unlocking that potential, right? Like I said, when I started all these kind of conversations, I really just wanted to live my dream life. I wanted to teach yoga and have deep conversations and live in the beach and travel when I wanted. And it's taken a lot of people along the way to enroll me, (laughs) to sell me, you know, to show me what they know to help that actually be sustainable and grounded in this reality that requires money and other types of energies to sustain. Yeah. And here you are living your dream life, going to the beach, Whenever you want this spacious, free life. Yep. Yeah. Sitting in your hammock over your pool. Gym life is real life and everything can be done for you. And you can have it all right now. Yes. 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 Because that's another story that it's like the old way of doing things. So when there's this corporate ladder, it's like you have to, you start in the mailroom and then you 
go up to the next level and the next level. I'm and you, working hard. Yes, exactly. That's- Nose to the grindstone. You put yeah. in the you put in the time. Right. Well, that has never been the truth. That has been the jargon that they have fed us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we can go talking about like messing with the patriarchy here, but it's true. Right. So I literally worked in a mail room when I started, when I was in college, I worked in a mail room. I did in and, high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all, it's not about delivering the mail at all. It's about networking and when you deliver that mail and the people that I met in this office really hadn't, did not care how I delivered their mail or alphabetized or weighed letters. Right. They, I, I made relationships and it, it's like about who, you know, which I think is something that we've all realized just in maturation that, Oh, people are what make things happen. Not necessarily working really hard and efforting and building this robot thing. That's going to do things for us. Well, people are still going to buy that thing. So when we can realize that this dogma of work hard, get ahead, nose to the grindstone, you don't deserve it unless you worked hard for it. Money doesn't grow on trees. You don't want to rise to the top. All those people are powerful and sleazy. Like you, you all have plenty going on in your head right now of the old dogma that we were literally taught, you know, on purpose or not on purpose. And then we get into life And that's really heavy and hard and that's really exhausting. And we wonder why we don't have it all. And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to just work harder when we're just too out of balance with the masculine structures and doing. We forgot about this whole other side of ourselves that is the being, that is the flowing downstream, that is calling in relationships, not forcing effort. And you know, my grandfather, I remember when I was, I think when I was in high school or college, he, he was such a good storyteller and he would tell all these stories about how, I mean, I think he got into college by randomly meeting some guy who was like, you know, Hey, do you want to go to Yale? He's like, yes, I'd like to go to Yale. And then he was at Yale. And then he got this like big job as an engineer. Hey, do you want to do this? And he, I remember being like, I don't think I ever said it out loud, but like pops, it doesn't work that way. Now you have to apply to schools and it's super competitive and you can't just get a job by meeting someone. You know what? He was right. He was a hundred percent right. But I bought into that, that corporate culture, that hierarchy for a little bit. And you know what? Piece of paper, all these. Yeah. Like, which is so funny actually, because like the piece of paper, I was talking to someone about this recently. I have no idea where any of my diplomas are, any of my like all American certificates, like any of that. I don't know where those things are. I never know what to do with them. They're shoved somewhere. No one needs to see them. Um, Yeah. The, we, when I felt that, like, it's not done that way. And I so wish it was. How did it make me feel? It made me feel frustrated. And what is frustration for an MG? A sign that you're out of alignment. So then when I come back into alignment, what do I see? That it is done that way, that it is all about connection. It is all about relationships and it does get to be easy. And then if it's heavy and hard, it's not the right way. Yes, yes, yes. And you have taught me so much about this when it comes to cash money, right? Like I can figure out the systems and structures, but I still had like a weird relationship with money. We have another show where we talked about what the money class has done for me. 
And one of the things I remember you sharing in a money class session is about how you used to want it to be like, I just wish there wasn't any money. Like, I'm just frustrated. I wish they didn't like have to deal with it. And I think what you're sharing there, this came up because it's that same, like, I, it has to be hard. I'm frustrated. And it's like, when we're frustrated with, I wish there wasn't sales. I wish I didn't have to sell. I wish there wasn't money. So you're just out of alignment in that relationship, right? In your relationship with money, in your relationship with sales, in your relationship with other, right? And I like how Abraham says that when you feel a negative emotion, it's when you're feeling something that you it disagrees with your inner being. So it's not the truth. So when you feel something, when you feel angry, sad, whatever it is, it's because you're not aligned with the truth. Yeah. Isn't yeah. That, so- that feels to me like that's emotional freedom. That is, oh, I get to keep playing in the penthouse. And, and anything that's not in the penthouse is not you. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we've been working on since the money class, because I've continued in this kind of play with you of seeing what else I can do with money and energy and all these other things available to me is continuing to work with you. And one of the mantras I've picked up, you gave some version of this and I'm using it is exactly this. Like, that's not mine. Like money burden. That is not me. That's like some other voice from someone else that I picked up and I don't even have to deal with that right now or a negative thought like, Oh, that's not mine. And I've been playing this mental agility game as we've shared, you know, kind of calling it like we're working our brains out to really start to hone in on heavy, hard, negative existential crisis thoughts are not mine. So I can just like set them aside. And then what Abraham also says is that it takes 15, 17 seconds for you to get on to a spiral. And so I can totally see in myself how I used to have one thought, one bad thought, like, oh, what if this client doesn't pay or what if this doesn't go through? And I used to go down a whole thing and everyone hates me and I'm going to move back with my parents. And like this whole thing is where it would go. Now I'm like, oh, this client might not pay. And it's like, well, that's not mine. Moving on. Like that's getting sorted out by them. I have no control over it right now. It's the mental agility that clears us to be more clear, be more in integrity and start to see the results. Yes. It's like our, in our heads, we see we see one thought and typically when we're not playing, we'll see that one thought and think it's the only option. Oh, I have to take that road. I have to open that door. I have to receive that thought. I have to play with the thought of the very unplayful thought of what if this client doesn't pay and blah, 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 all the sludge of that. But what we start to see when we're practicing mental agility is, oh, there's actually like 10 different doors and uh, I'm going to shut the door on that one because I don't like it and I don't like the way it makes me feel. So I'm going to open this one. And this one says, what if this client does pay? Oh my goodness. It's going to be amazing. It's all perfect. Yeah. And back to what we're saying with the puzzle pieces, if she's a no, great. I'm just closer to my yes. yes. And remembering that like everything is always working out for us. Yeah, exactly. If that person's a no, a lot of times it's, oh, that person was so close to a yes. They were so close to the ideal client. So I'm so excited for what's coming next because they're going to be even better. Yes. In all things. In all things. things. Not just clients in other rejections, 
oh, their current realities, like this or something better. Always. Always. We're going to have to start wrapping this up soon. Yeah. So what, what are the most important messages we want to leave people with? Yeah. I think just identifying in yourself where you might be more like gauging yourself in the balance of life. Right. So if we're starting to feel that heavy, hard, I have to structure, like this is my zone of ugh kind of thing. Like you might be too far in your masculine and where can you bring in more of that feminine energy? Again, we all have it. And so I think that's one thing of just kind of getting your own gauge of, oh yeah, systems and structures are exhausting me. I need to bring in a little more zhuzh. And like silly, like you can just like bring in flowers or take a nap or paint. Like these are just like silly cliche things to say, but I'm trying to like highlight this for folks. We're not just talking about enrolling clients today. We're talking about finding where the universe wants you to be. And that's in balance with your yin and your yang and your masculine and your feminine. So I think that's one thing. And then I also think for business owners or coaches who are listening to start to think about what are some of the outdated, old, changing things that you might still be holding on to that are slowing down your growth or exhausting you. Again, that might be a place where you're too old school. (laughs) It might be time to take away some scripts and start to listen to the intuition and think about some of the things we talked about, thinking about like who's, what relationships are you building in your business and how do they work? This doesn't have to be just entrepreneurs. This is like athletes. This is like where, look in your life, what do you believe has to be heavy and hard. Well, it's just that way because nothing has to be heavy and hard. It gets to be easy. So if it's heavy and hard, you're going the wrong way. You're trying to swim upstream. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what we're talking about, like the, you have to work hard thing. I think that's still a root for a lot of people who are drawn here. It's like, we want to play or we want to find our awesome, but then, you know, and then we kind of, you know, oh, too good to be true or whatever comes up for us. So that is beautiful. And then the last thing is just, I think what we were just landing on around these thoughts that are yours versus not yours and playing with that a little bit too, I think it's helpful to bring us back to more of that balance if we're to one or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Remember that you get to play in the penthouse. You get to feel good all day, every day. And yes, people are going to think you're a total weirdo because not everyone knows that you're allowed to feel good. But yes, you get to be this happy. Yes, you get to have this much fun. Yes, you get to play in the penthouse house all day, every day. Yes. You get to yes. have it all. Fun and easy. All right, Hannah, you've got a big event coming up. Do you want to tell us about that before we close out? Yes, we're doing a, a show and tell, if you will, of this feminine funnel that I've been talking about. So on August 25th, for those of you listening live, this is a live event. So um, if you're listening in the future, 
still come find me. <laughs> uh, but August 25th, we're hosting a live event to show you exactly what this feminine funnel is. This is not disguised as like a free training. And then I'm going to do a sales pitch at the end, which I know a lot of my webinar friends want to do. This really is a show and tell. Come see what we're talking about. See the visuals, ask your questions. And then we can start to think about where you can find more of the masculine if you need more structure and systems or more of the feminine if you need more creativity and flow. Um, to just, yeah, amplify who you are and the work that you have so that more people can connect with it. And you guys, I've been working with Hannah for, I have no idea how long, but I, I mean, I'm going to gush about her in the intro. I know, but I just have to say, I love this woman so much. Mm -hmm. She is so good at everything she does. And I'm so excited to come to this open house. Yeah. And it's a funnel. It's a tiered cake. There's no cookie cutters. So unless those cookie cutters are making ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just saying it's personalized. I it's guess personalized. Okay. The metaphor I'm looking to make. So thank you for saying that. And yeah, I hope more of our people get connected so we can keep jamming out on all things human design and dream life and business. Yes. Yes, please. Thank you more, please. I love you. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. I hope you had so many epiphanies. Remember the link to join Hannah's open house on August 25th is in the show notes and the link to join my open house for the money class is also in the show notes that the money class open house is August 29th. I would love to see you there. It's totally free. And then the next round of the money class starts September 12th. And I hope you're going to be there for that whole massive adventure. I'm so excited about it. I love you. You're a miracle. You're amazing. Hey, if you haven't left a review on the find your awesome podcast yet, please do that. Leave us five stars and all your words of encouragement and glowing praise and all the good juju, please. And go to KelseyAbbott.com. If you're not on my email list, get your booty on there. There's so much goodness coming to you every single week. And finally, I think that's it. You're amazing. You are incredible. Anything is possible. Everything is possible. So go forth and be awesome.